welcome back to the Real Point Podcast. I am Freya. I am Connor. And that's Mona. <laughs> if you're not already aware of our cat who likes to... Our interact. talking cat, Mona. Yeah, who likes to join in sometimes. Um, great clip from the last episode of her screaming. Um, yeah. She even actually goes up to the microphone and starts screaming, so... Yep, she loves it. That's that. If you ever hear the weird cat cries, um, it's mostly when she's in heat, but yeah. um, <laughs> no, she is very talkative most of the time anyway. And it gives us a little bit of a, a personality, at least anyway, you know, it's yeah. not just us talking, we've got someone else who likes to put their opinion in every now and again as well. So yeah, um, so this week um, is part two of our uh, zombie double feature. Yep. And this week we're doing uh, Train to Busan yep. um, from 2016, um, directed by Yeon Sung Woo. Yeah, I um, think it's one of these films um, everyone's really talking about. I mean, yeah. people were talking about in the past few years, but it's really sort of coming into major. Yeah, I know that, like, you know, especially last year and going into this year, um, Parasite has kind of been the thing that's, like, broken the borders and, uh, you know, sort of done gangbusters at box office and um, with audience responses and stuff as well. But um, I think with Train to Busan, it's one of those sort of rare almost once in a blue moon incidents where something comes out that's not western that's uh, not in the english language and everybody is on board with it whether you're kind of the person that watches um subbed movies often or not um you know kind of like i think that honestly the closest thing i can think of to maybe having the same effect but maybe not so much as something like rec rec or the raid or the raid yeah um just that kind of thing where like if you're not you know i think if you're in a film there's absolutely no reason whatsoever why you shouldn't be watching things with subtitles anyway oh no 100 percent. i know we, bong joon ho said always, that <laughs> since we were very young yeah watched foreign films yeah subtitles have never bothered us no. um for anime as yeah. well um we, we would rather like watch subs than listen to dubs yeah and you know i'm sorry i don't this is probably gonna sound hot takey but if, if you've actively avoided films because of subtitles before then you know i'm sorry but you're you're missing out like yeah 100 you know. if you if you're not watching something because it's subtitles yeah. um there's even ways about it if you if you're not very good at reading yeah um, there's a lot of places that will do stuff keep subs on the screen for longer yeah. um but i really think it's it's completely missing out yeah. um especially with there's films that we talk about that are foreign films they are subbed but a lot of some i mean not talking about trains of Busan, but a lot of films that um don't have a lot of dialogue anyway yeah i mean yeah. like you know that's not even to say that like we're perfect either there are plenty of times where we've you know just been trying to decide on a film to watch and been like oh has i got subtitles are we in the mood for subtitles tonight yeah. like sometimes I... especially i i struggle like i don't read at night time like books yeah. because i really struggle my eyes sort of by the end of the day they start getting lazy yeah and i really sort of struggle to take in um like dialogue um especially written stuff so that's sometimes if, we, if we're watching subbed films we'll usually watch it earlier in the day unless we have a lot of energy um just yeah well both of us wear glasses yeah. <laughs> we, we we're both got um sort of eyes that get lazy for... absolutely um and so this came out in 2016 we actually watched it the year it came out yes um it was is... one of these films that were recommended on a lot of platforms the year it came out and we yeah. definitely were excited to see it absolutely and um i think it's one of those sort of instances where like you know um it, although they're very different films i'm going to keep sort of comparing them but parasite is kind of like that thing where um although it was almost written from the perspective of a korean man and the culture and the sort of um mm-hmm. you know social structure of korea itself um it applied 
almost very easily to anywhere else in the world, which yeah, is you've probably why it's class struggles yeah, in and it was very popular because of that. And I think Train to Busan is kind of something similar, where it's not. I'm sure it's got plenty of sort of Korean filmmaking sensibilities in it, but it has broken that barrier into just you know any sort of genre fan will get into it, regardless of you know its sort of um, structure where it's from, the language that it's spoken in, it sort of transcends all of that to just be an all-round quality movie regardless. Oh, 100%. It's, um, I would <clears throat> say it's one of the best zombie films. Absolutely, I agree. It is incredibly made. Yeah. Um, we, we spoke about in the last episode, obviously, this sort of change in zombie films going from slow-paced zombies to sort of fast-paced zombies. Yeah. This is massive in Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Um, even to a whole new level. Um, I think it also done well where World War Z tried, um, with the weird sort of being able to like climb things yeah. and stuff. I think they've done it much better yeah. in this film. There's a couple of moments where we're talking about it where I'm probably going to bring up like World War Z, um, unfavorably. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because like World War Z is not a good movie. No. Like you know, if you enjoy it, more power to you. Whatever. But like, um, I remember seeing it in the cinema and just yeah. being like, what. I'm a watch. <laughs> exactly, yeah, it's not good. Um, it's definitely not good. Uh, and I love Brad Pitt as well, but I'm sorry, it's just not good. Um, but that we'll ad. <laughs> oh, the, the, like, like the Pepsi, the Pepsi ad. ad. Oh. Um, it's not good. Um, but I'll sort of save my uh, thoughts on that for the moment where it's appropriate yeah. to sort of talk about it. Um, what we're probably going to do as well, and this is not even for the sake of us being ignorant, this is actually just for the sake of us at least trying to be respectful. Um, we are not really going to refer to anybody by their names yeah. in this movie. Especially, as I said before, I struggle with like anyone's names, yeah. no matter where in the like the universe people are yeah. from. Um, and I, I come from a family with a very hard to pronounce name myself, um, and I completely understand when yeah. people can't pronounce stuff. Um, so... We are probably not going to pronounce yeah. names. Korean names are relatively complex, and even just the sort of structure of the language is quite complex. Like I can, uh, you know, being an anime fan, I can tell you a thousand and one characters with Japanese names, and I can yeah. say them no bother with perfectly fine pronunciation and stuff. But Koreans is a bit different, so we're not going to. We of, just don't want to butcher. Yeah. No, exactly. We just don't want to come across like we're being super ignorant. Exactly. So, just, so we, we're just, to avoid that, we're just going to sort of avoid. Yeah, it's just going to be dad, buff guy, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, the same as any films that we we'll, if we we talk about the film we're hard. It's the same as like I mean we we did say his name quite a bit in the last episode, like Killian Murphy. Yeah. It's a bit of a mouthful, so yeah. you, you will avoid sort of hard names yeah. in any films at any points and use different names for yeah. it, you know. Um, but yeah, you do you want to start off how... Sure. Um, Train Busan um, starts off relatively straightforward. I say that all the time, but it's true. Um, there's a roadblock that seems to be quarantined. Um, a sort of farmer guy sort of pulls up in a, in a mm-hmm. van and speaks to the guy in the hazmat suit saying that it was something to do with the biotech company nearby. Um, although the farmer had some sort of suspicion that it was foot and mouth disease. Um, and he that said he, that had happened before. Yeah, that he'd lost a lot of livestock to that sort of stuff previously. Um, as he sort of drives away past the checkpoint, he hits a deer. Great scene. Yeah, and <laughs> as he sort of drives away, um, you know, the, the camera sort of pulls back and lingers on this dead deer in the middle of the road as it kind of contorts to get up very slowly. And we see that his eyes are all kind of glassy and milky. So and great. then it's just a hard cut straight Wait, to the title. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this a lot in this film, but like the cinematography and the effects used are absolutely yeah, incredible yeah. in this film. And yeah, just that one scene with the deer. I remember even when we first watched yeah. it, I was like, oh, okay, like this yeah. is what it's going to be like. I think as well, um, not to button again, but yet again, before the title, 
of the film, the same as 28 Days Later. Mm. Everything's summed up pretty... Yeah. Like, you've got... Not not as much in this. Like, no. in, the, in the previous film, it's, you know, you learn straight away that it's been something infected yeah. into these... Um, Animals. These monk animals, um, whereas in this you're sort of, it's more of a, oh, it's kind of brushed over. And yeah. to be honest, the whole way through the film it's kind of brushed over. They don't completely explain what's happened. No, they don't. Um, Not fully, you know. um, which I think isn't needed. You don't yeah. always need to know what yeah. what happened. The main characters don't have to get to like you know ground zero. They don't, yes. have, they don't have to go to the labs no. to find out how it was created or how they can make a cure or anything like no. that. Um, I, I think, think you get like sort of enough information to start <clears throat> that is like to get through the film yeah. kind of I mean like you know it's a biotech thing again so it's a human made sort yeah. of situation you know there's been a leak so there's something going into the environment and fair enough and then like we move on and from here yeah and I think uh, something else is a sort of good comparison between both of these films as well is that um, it's all in the daytime Yes. nothing's ever kind of obscured in the darkness of night or anything like there are some bits in this one that sort of take place in darkness yeah. same with 20 days later 20 as well. days you do get you get a few scenes as, as we say when when they have to do it they have to do it yeah um, but most of it is in daylight yeah and that's something i think is always kind of you know not seen enough especially because darkness is used to hide cuts it's used to hide violence so they yeah. can get their 12 or pg 13 ratings yeah. in there and stuff as well i mean there's a lot of good films that are use darkness really well um off the top of my head, the descent's a big one, obviously yeah. because it's set um, in caves. Um, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah. Very, very well done. But I think these films, especially darkness, if you're wanting things to work well, you have to have perfect light in it around the situation. Even though it is in darkness, I don't mean like lights, lights. I mean for filming lights wise. Yeah. To be able to see things, and I think as I say, otherwise, I think it's quite tacky because it's to cover up things, and a lot of films m- miss out doing it in darkness because you lose a lot of what's going on yeah um, and i think especially for these films that the actors in it are really good and especially the effects and the zombies that are in these movies mm-hmm. it works better in daytime it you does com- you can see everything completely absolutely as um after the hard cut to the title we get to meet our uh, our main character is at work um he's a is that a fund manager yes he's um, a fun, i think he's like a yeah bank fund manager. yeah um we only sort of find this out later um there's a bit of back and forth with him and a colleague at work um, he also um, is essentially getting a call from his um, ex-wife, sort of repeatedly, um, you know, about um, an upcoming visit um, from their daughter, who he looks after, to go and visit the mother in Busan. Yep. Um, she makes it clear the daughter wants to go the next game day. Yeah. Um, she's she's not very happy at his. I think that she must have got there very, been there for a very a brief amount of time. Yeah. But she just wants to go back to her yeah. mum. And she's even keen to go by herself. Yeah. Um, but by this point, we've not met the daughter, so you're like, okay, whatever. Um, but then when we actually meet her, she is very young. So probably not the best idea in any um, yeah. sort of scenario. And he does make this clear. He sort of says, like, you can't go by yourself. Yeah. I'm busy, but we can go in a few days. And she's determined. That, yeah. No, she wants to go tomorrow. When they do sort of end up talking, it's like, um, you know, it, again, it's, it's cliche, but it's fine. Um, where he is you know he's working a lot you know overworked workaholic dad doesn't have enough time for family um but you know he's trying his best like he gets her a present and then it turns out that she's already got it it's a wee of all things um but she's already got one um and that she really wants to go um to see her mother um and he sort of give not gives in to the demand it's not even really a demand it's just kind of more like you know he just kind of wants to make her happy and i think like that's the the first stitch of good 
emotional core to this yeah, whole thing. I mean, it, <clears throat> sorry, you no, that, that's just all I was gonna say. It's just yeah. That, yeah, he's like a, he he is trying his best. Like I, I'm a sucker for movies like that, um, where you know it's like single dad essentially just trying his best. You know, um, I know again it's a cliche where it's like oh work dad works too much. I.e., look at something like I don't know, like Christopher Robin or something where it's that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know, I and I love that movie too. But it's the same thing where it's like oh dad, you work too much and don't care about me or mummy, like you know yeah. whatever. I think um, it's because it's such a story that at least well most people know. Yeah. Um, especially <clears throat> if you're coming from anywhere that's sort of like a, a middle class. Or, yeah. If you're like a latchkey kid kind yeah, of thing, you, yeah. You you have parents that have to work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I think it's great. Even in the first bits where you meet the father and the daughter, you learn straight away what the relationship is like. Yeah. Um, just within that one scene yeah. with the birth of It's Christmas. a little bit strained. And, um, yeah, um, it's a strained. He's obviously, as you say, he's trying so hard. Um, yeah. Trying to learn from his mistakes as well. Um, at first, doesn't really want to give up his job and like to give up time. But by the time, so they do end up getting on a train to Busan, um, which is where his mo- mother's from. His mo- her mother's from um, you learn that he goes on the phone to one of his colleagues and says Analyst Kim as it comes yes, up all the time he, it, he's a lot in this film sort of bits and bobs but um, he says I'll be back in the morning Yeah. so you learn straight away that he's trying to get there and back and back to work yeah. sort of fast as possible so sort of juggling both elements and trying to keep his daughter happy at the same yeah. time they um, move on to actually going to the train station shortly after this um, it's almost kind of a weird nostalgic feeling. Um, if you've ever had to like go on a family holiday and you've had to get up at like five in the morning to go to the airport, yeah, and it's like it's like dark, dark at night, but it's dark in the morning, and it's not you know, um, and they're sort of driving to the train station. It's like that. It's dark, but it's clearly very early in the morning. Um, and this is where the sort of first signs um, sort of pop up as they're driving. They um, get cut off the road by um, several dozen, maybe like half a dozen or more, like fire engines. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know just a little bit weird and then um the daughter sort of puts her hand out the car window and catches um ash that's falling like snow and they yeah they look into the distance and they see the um building and on fire in the distance as it's sort of reflected on the car uh windscreen um really nice shot as well and again like you know sort of this is the difference with 20 days later as we were saying last time is that movies that differ in when this apocalypse is either starting or if it's already come and gone kind of thing mm. and again i don't mind either like i think you can be effective with either and i think this works quite well in terms of being a movie where you get to see it all kind of happen yeah. but it's still an isolated incident it's not like you're seeing but it happen in a city yeah. yeah you're only seeing it happen in this trait essentially yeah. um, which is a, a fun concept and it keeps the scope quite small and quite personal yeah um they get to the train station um and start boarding the train and this is where you kind of get very um quick kind of once over about a whole bunch of characters that we're going to be spending the rest of the movie with yeah they do it quite well like, <clears throat> to just brush by sort yeah. of in, in, in the in the scene just who's sort yeah. of in it and then that's it so we have like uh, two like stewards attendees I'm not sure what you yeah, call them yeah. not conductors but like no, you know no you'd say yeah there's two attendants yeah. there's a lot of attendants sort of throughout yeah. this but you've got two there's a man first. and a woman at first yeah. at first yeah um, there is two older ladies who are sisters who are just sort of yeah. well one of them's a sort of cantankerous old lady the other one's kind of like a sweet old lady so yeah. you've got a nice balance there <laughs> um, a little bit later on not at this start introduction but we'll meet them very shortly is the um, pregnant lady and buff guy um, who are probably my favourite characters in the mm-hmm. movie I absolutely adore them um, like, they're so good there's um asshole we're just gonna call him asshole because we don't actually yeah. know his name he comes um, up a lot yeah the <laughs> the typical 
zombie movie asshole type character who is the type of person who would get bitten and hide it or like you know the one who would suggest you know he's like um but even slightly worse yeah i feel like like there's always like sort of the bad guy in zombie films but he's just like this guy's awful like the quintessential one being like um cooper from um uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yes. The guy who is determined that even though they're in a house, they need to stay in the basement, which is the stupidest idea, but he thinks it's the best idea. Yeah. And because it's his idea, he thinks that it's the most valuable one. And if no one's going to go down with them, yeah. then he will stay there. Yeah. So Asshole is the equivalent of yeah. Cooper in this movie. 100%. Um, <clears throat> You've got, um, who else do we meet? A sports, the sports team? team. Sports team. I love them as well. Yeah. Like, well, obviously. There's only two. Well, there's, there's plenty only, of them. Plenty but there's of two. Them. I mean, mean? I, we sort of. It's not that we're ruining the plot because would hope that when you when you're listening to this you've seen the films yeah. but only two of the sports team actually survive yeah um but like the whole sort of teen sports team um element is like quite nice like they get on board and then the girl gets on board to be like the cheerleader yeah she goes straight up to the guy that she sort of has a crush on yeah. who's kind of playing it off he's disinterested he's not that interested and the rest of the sports team all just being sort of why don't really like, you Ooh. accept her? You know, whatever. But they're really nice, right? Even the people that don't survive get straight into action when something happens. Yeah, they yeah. all sort of come together yeah. to fight things off. They don't run and hide. Yeah. Um, In a lesser movie, they would be the main characters. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Like the, the sort of young... Um, it's a shame because, like, as I say, they, they go to sort of help everyone around them, including yeah. themselves, rather than just looking out for themselves or disappearing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, they're really good in this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they've got the two here that survive. Um, and then I think that's everyone. Uh, there's also the train driver. The train driver, yeah. Who doesn't come up massively, but he no, is No, but he's, he he's recurring, so... Yeah. Um, uh, oh yes, and of course before the train takes off, um, one of the conductors looks one way for one second whilst a person jumps onto the train very quickly, and this turns out very quickly to be um, an infected person yeah. who's sort of fought her, well not fought her way onto the train, very conveniently just got her way onto the train without any detection. Mm-hmm. Um, the, she goes to sort of hide in the bathroom to try and treat her wound, you realise that she's been bitten so therefore is infected. Um, She's also hiding in a bathroom, as along with another character we've got to mention, is the uh, sort of homeless guy. Yeah, so you c- kind of get this idea, especially that there's a bit where they say that there's someone dodgy in one of the bathrooms, and yeah. you think they're talking about this girl that's yeah. stuck on, because you haven't been introduced to this other guy, but it turns out there's actually two people hiding in the bathrooms. Yeah. Um, one being, yeah, this homeless man. <clears throat> um, well, we don't actually know. He's clearly been through something, yeah, he's because he's quite traumatised. Um so yeah, so you've got all these people getting bored straight away. The train sort of leaves the platform. Platform. Um, you've got so you've got this girl in the bathroom. Everyone else just going like on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You've got the guy that's hiding in the bathroom. This other guy who keeps saying like everyone's dead. Everyone's dead. Um. And then you start getting things. This is when yeah. things start going wrong, and it, it's very fast paced. Sort of from this moment onwards. Um. It def- definitely jumps up from like zero to a hundred yeah. very very fast but you know when the train starts moving <clears throat> the little girl looks out the window and um like someone who's just standing on the platform is just suddenly like is there and then not there anymore like you just sort of see them get like dive bombed and then you know the train just moves on without a sort of sound um one of the attendants sort of comes to the aid of the bitten girl mm-hmm. um final la- famous last words i guess yeah. um to try and help yeah um, the girl eventually turns as she's like sort of trying to radio for another attendant to come and help. Yeah, and when the other attendant does come to help, he sort of 
watches the other girl get up behind her and then bite her and then the infection on the train pretty much but starts the same point this is going on sorry i just need to sort of point at is um on all the televisions on the train they're showing um, violence and riots on the news that are going on at this point yeah which as we said in the previous episode is a big thing in these sort of films um there's always sort of a news report being like yeah. this is what's going on you know and then, obviously, the parallel between violence and riot and to, yep. obviously... Remove the head or destroy the brain. Act, yeah, <laughs> that great um, Sean the Deadline, which I think we, we might we might do the, those films. But, um, yeah, so... But there's also the element of, because it's just violence and riots, as it starts in the news, it could really be anything. Yeah. It's not specifically, like, a zombie attack, and then slowly it grows to show that there's some sort of attack going on and this is what's happened. And at the same time as this is on the TVs, this is when the infected girl has got the attendant. Yeah. They're both changing very fast. So you realise in this as well, the infection spreads super yeah. fast in this too. Um, and then the daughter goes to the bathroom just before everything sort of kicks off. Mm-hmm. Um, while it's quiet, she goes past the gentleman and his pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to another bathroom and then this is when the infected girl sort of gets up and they start yeah. sort of moving through and attacking. Um, they start at the sports team. Yeah, like um, I think that's actually almost kind of a funny bit where um, you just sort of see all the sports team like in profile, and um, all of a sudden like the attendant sort of like storms past, but she's got the infected girl like on her back, like piggybacking yes. her, um, which is like kind of comical but also just kind of like horrifying mm-hmm. um like you know sort of talking about the zombies as a whole like because this is where the sort of infection really starts on the train <clears throat> like the comparison to world war z um is only really just i mean this in a really positive way where like i think world war z is a shit movie like it really yes. is but the one thing that i really like about world war z and what sort of train to busan is taken and worked in quite well is that um these zombies aren't hungry for your flesh they're not gonna sit and munch on you that's not really their overall goal it's almost kind of like the zombies themselves are kind of acting like the cells of the virus as it were yeah, so like their own yeah their only goal is to find someone who's not infected bite them infect them and move on yeah. like you know like as long as they kind of get it at the throat they're fine they'll just mm-hmm. move on to the next one yeah. and just like 28 days later and no, stuff before them like is... the infection just takes no time at all which is the scariest thing like yeah you know. it's not settling on yeah people yeah. like sitting and eating bodies and yeah. stuff it's which i think is great it makes for a nice change um and also because this movie isn't particularly violent which i actually quite like like nobody has a gun in this movie which i think is great like nobody's like shooting at them nobody realizes that like you so know it's dist- so violent but I've got well yeah yeah but not like in a gratuitous way like you know it's, there's plenty of like you know zombies getting punched and hit with blunt objects but no heads explode no body parts get cut off no guts come out it's just no but it's, it's bloody just... it, but it's not gory mm, yeah what do you mean yeah that's exactly it <laughs> there's no gore there's no gore it's just blood there's no exposed bones. There's no guts falling out. There's no heads exploding. There's no no guns ex- shooting people in the head. It's just blunt objects and punching, which I think is great. Like you no, know, no, yeah, I'm not saying there's any, yeah, like, yeah, it just makes for a change. Like you know, it's the same with Twenty Days Later. Nobody's got a gun. Nobody's there's hanging yeah, no blunt objects. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there's more. There's more violence in Twenty Days Later than there is in Training Busan. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, but I like I like the yeah the no gun idea obviously. As I said, like zombie films are sort of a big American thing, so you've yeah. always got these people with guns and stuff. Um, and as you were saying, well, there's people with guns in Twenty Days because they've got the army. Oh yeah, but, that's true. Um, apart from that, there's not yeah. really. Um, but it's not like 
sensationalizing violence or anything. Like there's 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 violence in it, but it's not like no, over the top yeah. gory movie. And I think that's kind of fun. Like no, no, hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. So this is where it starts. It starts really fast and it like sort of continues. So you've got this great bit where everyone's sort of getting infected so fast, and yeah. you've got these zombies literally like piling yeah. and like like waves almost coming through the carriages which these scenes are great and i think this is another thing go back to world war z which i think the effects in that were so badly done in world yeah. war z for the piling of zombies um it didn't work and yeah. it looked really it looked bad. quite cartoony whereas like in this the effects are so well done and i think it's quite terrifying as soon as you see the waves yeah. which come up quite a few bits in this film the sort of piling of zombies um is really good yeah so You've got and then the carriages. Um, the train driver announces that he won't be stopping. He won't. That their first stop. They won't be stopping. They'll be going straight yeah. through. They won't be stopping. Um, um, no longer. They don't say why. So you've got now this. Everyone's questioning. Like, what are they? What's going on? You've got everyone sort of on the phone at this point, trying to find out what's happening. This yeah. is when our lead character, he, um, his mum's calling. Yeah. Um. And you sort of really realise that this is not just in this one place, this is sort of all over. Um, you can hear that she's really struggling on the phone. Uh, you find out she's dying. Yeah. Um, she's sort of asking where they are and making sure they're safe um, and just telling them to sort of be careful. Yeah. Um, then you get a state of emergency has been called on the news. So it's everything's progressing at a very fast pace. Yeah. Um, you've got then again the sort of reiteration between the father and the daughter um the daughter is the sweetest little like girl she she, she yeah. gives up her seat for the, one of the old ladies yeah. um she tries to help like everyone around her yeah um and this is when the dad says at a time like this always watch out for yourself yeah which is yet again like in 28 days this is what selena was always going on about yeah. you know you don't look out for other people you know you have to watch your own back and um, clearly this is you can kind of tell that she's not going to take that in. Yeah. She's too too innocent and coming from a child, she's... You, you're you not get the impression that. as well that even, like, the dad doesn't necessarily believe that. Yeah, like, he's just trying to sort of protect yeah, her. Yeah, like, he's he's thinking, like, sort of protectively and stuff as well, but even, like, he sort of can't help himself as well, where, like, you know, we have the, the pregnant lady and buff guy, um, when they all... When the sort of remaining people from the sort of first attack all kind of crowd into, like, one train car, um, <clears throat> the main character shuts the door, um, whilst the pregnant lady and buff guy are outside mm -hmm. and he sort of does have that change of heart very quickly where he opens the door and lets them in um, this is also when the main character sort of realises um, you know like kind of like with 28 Days Later they have the rules are kind of established within the opening scene so within the first like five minutes you already know how the um, zombies work um, and it's kind of with this movie it kind of sprinkles them kind of throughout at like the right times yeah. so like when they lock the first door and they're hidden in the cabin and stuff it's the main character that notices that if they actually just let go of the door they're not going to open it they don't have the intelligence to actually operate things like normal human like yeah. you know they only just want to move like they yeah don't, they just want to get yeah they wouldn't do they're anything they're not trying like, to like open the door you know yeah not even like a basic bit of intelligence yeah. enough to like push a door or yeah. slide it open and this is also when um the the pregnant woman also realizes that it's if they can't really see you then they won't fuss as much they, they're getting all agitated because they can see them through the door oh yeah so yeah. she sprays water on the door and covers it in newspaper yeah which seems to straightway calm them down. So you've got this sort of knowledge that if if they don't notice you, um, it's not done by like a, a smell sort of thing, yeah. like which some zombie films done. It's done by if they can if they can see you, 
or if they can hear you, yeah. which you learn later on, that's just it. So they are sort of working off primitive, you know, notions to, yeah. to sort of find their prey. Um, so yeah, so his mum's called and she's passed away on the phone. You've got the state of emergency has been called. He's warned his daughter to just protect himself, and this is when the driver says that the state the train will be terminating at Dijon Dijon station. Yeah. So you're sort of at this point like they say that it's safe and they say that the army will be at the station. Yeah, it's a quarantine thing. Um, so yeah, you've got and this is yet again where his um, colleague Kim uh, he calls. I can't remember if he calls or. I think he calls and he says that he's got some kind of connection to like the army and says yeah. to go to like the east the instead east of the north yep. or something. So he says this is all going on at the <clears> moment, so he says that's fine. So as soon as he gets out of the train, he sort of sneaks off into a closed off area yeah. to sort of get to that side. And this is where the homeless man, yeah. he follows the man and he says, no, I'm following you. Like yeah. he realises that there must be a reason that they're going this way, yeah. therefore they go that way. So... You've got everyone else going one way and these people going that way. Um, straight away from sort of both situations, there's a bit of a... You've got people going down the escalators, the main exit. You can see that. the army, yeah. but you can only see their feet from the well, window. Well, even before that, like, um, his buff guy, as he's going down the escalator, notices that there's, like, riot, yeah, riot shields shield. and batons yeah. and, like, um, splatters of blood, like, on the stairs on the other side. And as they slowly get down, like, you see the soldiers' feet. And then as more of them is revealed, it reali- you realise that they're just walking into probably the worst trap ever. Oh, especially on- and especially yeah. while going down the escalators. Yeah. You've got escalators on one side and the set of stairs on, like, the other side. Oh, and it's just horrible. And it's that, yet again, that we've spoken about, like, people surviving, trying to pile over each yeah. other. So you've got the um, buff guy sort of moves his wife over and lifts yeah. her over to the steps, tells her to run. They run away. At the same time, you've got the main character and his daughter and the homeless man. Yeah. They see a soldier at the very end of the hall. The homeless guy runs first and the main character runs second. His daughter stays at the back. And slowly, the closer and closer they get, you realise there's something wrong with yeah. the, the soldier. Um, and by the time they realise, it's sort of a bit too late. The rest of the soldiers are starting to pour through. He turns around to straight away... <laughs> oh, no. To... Uh, get his daughter um, and at the same time all the people at the Magnegs that are rushing so that you've got all these crowds of people rushing at the same time he's sort of a bit too late to get his daughter and at this point buff guy sort of and his wife yeah. scoops her up to like sort of save her and get out of the way and um, this is where everyone sort of meets up yeah. so you have this the sports guys and um, they all of all of them are alive at this point they all sort of barricade a door help get everyone through and use their bats to close the doors and yeah. keep them closed everyone gets through apart from the main character and the homeless man um, who just managed to like sort of get through at the end I think well, most people yeah. are still going down to get to the train stations yeah there's a group the of sports... people like holding the doors yeah. shut um, so... this is actually sorry um, we're like I'm talking about how they sort of like feed the information to you very slowly um, mm-hmm. as the main character is sort of getting attacked by a zombie the homeless guy very quickly like drapes a coat oh, over yes, the zombie yes. Uh, and then you realise that the moment he does that, the zombie's kind of like incapacitated, like he can't really do anything, he doesn't really know what to he do, he kind of just yeah. kind of stops. Um, and it's not important right now, but it does um, feed back in later. And I think, like, you know, that's kind of the weird genius of this movie where, like, the information is there and it's not like it's not, it doesn't come out of the blue, like, it's established beforehand. Yeah. Um, like, you know, just how quickly the infections go or, like, you know, how they respond to being in darkness or their line of sight kind yeah. of thing. Um, Overall, that 
entire sequence in this little station bit is horrible and I hate it. <laughs> oh, no, it's good. it gives you so much anxiety the whole yeah. way through. Even though we've already seen it, it's still like yeah. the heart like races the whole time. So yeah, you've got the, all, the, all the sports guys grouping together trying to hold this door and help telling everyone else to go, which is where you realise their sort of character, which yeah. makes it worse when most of them die off. Yeah. Um, you've got the big buff guy, he's staying as well. He tells his wife to take the young girl yeah. and get her out of there, get her on the train. So they're going towards the next train that's taken off. Um, I th- the drivers realise that he, they need to get another train yeah. out of there um, so they've gone all towards that this is where one of the old ladies falls down Yeah. and um, so they get sort of separated into different carriages um, or is it the same train that they get on? no yeah, it's, it's a different train, it's, it's on the other side of the tracks right okay um, yeah so and then you've still got the main character trying to get through so he's yeah. finally managed to get to the door and this is the point so you've got the bit earlier, when the buff guy and his wife were trying to get yeah. through, and the, the door was closed by the main character, and then he finally let them in, and he, the big guy sort of kept the grudge and was like, "What do you think you're playing at? Like, yeah. what the hell?" At this point, it's the opposite. Like, tables turn yeah. the opposite way round. But the buff guy straight away let, gets him in yeah. and like closes the door. Unfortunately, at this point, like they're they're barricading the doors. They've got everyone through, but straight away the glass starts to yeah. shatter before they've even left the door. Because even before that, like when whoever did get out of that area and moved down to the platform, um, when they're trying to get on the train, like the sort of tunnel above them with the glass windows oh breaks and like everybody falls out of it, like you know it's it's a horrible like sight. The way they all like... just kind of fall out and uh, they're just sort of falling from the sky at this point. And that's kind of what separates the two old ladies. Is one falls down from up above and splits oh, the two of them up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like eventually, like they do crack through that door that they're all trying to hold, and they have to kind of make the final sprint to the train yeah. there. And this is where most of the the sports guys actually get yeah. killed off. Only the two interesting ones are left behind. Yeah, they're the ones left. Um, so everyone's trying to scramble to get on carriages. So you've got everyone sort of split up at these points, um, to different places. So the the fact the main character and the buff guy are together with one of the sports boys. You've got the two old ladies are separated one of the old ladies is with the pregnant women pregnant women and the little girl yeah and the other old lady is with the sports women and the asshole yeah this is going to be such a hard but it's not going to be a hard thing to explain but it's kind of hard to visualize if you've not seen it so it's they work i'm sure it's this so the you have said it right yeah yeah but work right to even <laughs> to make it even more prominent the main character, the buff guy, and the sports guy are on carriage nine. Yeah, and they have to get to the 13. 13 is where the daughter, the pregnant woman, and the old lady are. Yeah. And 15 is where right. the sports lady, the other old lady, and the asshole. And the majority of other survivors. And the are majority in there as of well. the survivors. So they're trying to get through to 13 and then 15 after. Um, so they realise that they have to get through. Um, at this point, they, they know the situation. They're all broken up by zombies in between the carriages. But, oh, and the homeless guy is with the main character. No, he's no? with um, he's with the pregnant lady and the old lady and the girl. Okay, right. Yeah. I was trying to work They're out. They're stuck in a toilet. Yes, yes. No, I'm just trying to work it out. Yeah, okay. So they realise at this point that they have to make their way through. Like, they have absolutely no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this great bit where they sort of get padded up. Yeah, they, like, pad up, like, their arms and stuff um, and pick up whatever sort of weapons Which, they can find um, nearby. Like, I'm not saying they're similar, but it always reminds me at this point when they're padding up of um, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah. The bit where they're sort of preparing to yeah. make their way through the carriages. Um, it, it does remind me of that. Um, so yeah, they're padding up their arms, anything to sort of push their way through. Yeah. 
the buff guy says, right, look, I'm I'll at the front. I'll do the front, yeah. Um, sports guy in the middle with a bat, and then he says to the main guy, like, no, you're at the back. The back. You just keep everyone off. Um, basically just trying to get through it. And this is where, like, the buff guy really comes into character. And yeah, he's absolutely. so fucking good. Like, he's a tank. He's really, really good. Um, so they pad their arms, start making their way through. Um, then this horrible... I think they get through the first carriage of zombies get to the second carriage and the sports guy just like freezes and the whole carriage is filled with his sports yeah, mates yeah. and it's horrible and it's just like the, the buff guy realises that he's not going to do anything because he's yeah. completely freaked pushes him to the side and just sort of like they drag him through yeah. and they just fight off all these because it's all of his teammates that have yeah. literally just died um, it's quite sad so they, just, they get through there um and this is when they they get to a bit that's in the middle of the carriages, I think. Um, I think like once they get into the the cabin with all the sports team on it, like it struggles for a while because um, like you know like main character and buff guy are like sort of trying their hardest. Meanwhile, sports guy's kind of not doing anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually personally kind of dislike that cliche in horror movies, especially zombie movies, quite a bit where it's like I can't. He's my husband or my friend where yeah. it's like get over it you know what if you're not seeing I don't, yeah, I, I, like, I don't think it's more it's not to, i'm not saying it's he, to his detriment yeah no, it's no, I not don't, I, I don't think it's more so that he can't do it because they're his friends i think he's genuine just in shock yeah because he's, he's like i'm allowing it i'm not saying it's bad it's yeah. just that it's one of those cliches um but it does ramp up the tension well enough because they struggle for a good amount of time before <clears throat> um the effect comes in where they go into the tunnel and it's sort of shrouded in darkness is that but is that when they get through that carriage and into the middle bit? They get into the middle of the carriage and they're kind of held there because they can't go. Yeah, any that's further. what I was meaning. And yeah, then yeah. they realise the yeah. the tunnel. Yeah. Um. So obviously this is sort of sorry already said it earlier, but it's sort of come up now properly, where um when the train goes through the tunnel, um it's completely dark and they realise that um the zombies can't see anything, um which to be honest like you know. You know, again, it's foreshadowed with um, the bit where the homeless guy puts the jacket over on the zombie's heads and you can't see. Mm. Um, but it's sort of even just kind of brought up with the fact that when the zom- the the sort of makeup effects of the zombies give them like these sort of like milky white eyes, yeah. which don't look like they can see very well anyway. So no, it's almost it's kind, kind of, of like glassed over. Yeah, like, yeah. So it looks like you know that they're probably quite blind anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like within the realm of po- um, plausibility. Yeah. Um, that's when they sort of realise that they even test out and stuff as well where they're like they're kind of like they're fighting in the middle of the chairs and stuff as well and when they go through the tunnel and it's dark the zombies just stop moving um they even like sort of like hit a baseball against like a chair or like a a shelf that's a bit further down and they respond to that and they're like okay so like you learn the rules quickly and then they're like right okay move on to the next one and they have to come up with um they hide in a toilet to come up with a game plan to get through the final cabin so they 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 come up with this plan that they basically the the main character tracks how far they are from the next tunnels and how long they'll have in the tunnels and he basically says, like, the next tunnel gives us, like, two full minutes. Yeah, because we're going at, like, at this um, speed, the tunnel well, is this long. Well, at this point, they've been reunited with the wife and the daughter. Not just yet. Yeah, well, it is before they do the big tunnel. Not just yet, no. Right. Because they're doing the plan in the toilet, he's reading the map. And then he says, can I borrow your phone? And they do that thing where they oh, toss okay. the phone and they right, use it okay. as a lure. And then they tr- work out the second one later on. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, this <clears> is when they go through and they use... Yeah, the buff guy's phone. Yeah. So they ring it further back and chuck it so that they'll respond. Yeah. So they can get through. Managed to get through this cabin again. And this, yeah, this is when they're reunited with the pregnant women. Yeah. The child and everyone. Um, and they work out that there's a tunnel just coming up that 
gives them two full minutes yeah. to get through um, with that amount of people. Um, and if not, then it would be later on they'd have to wait. Yeah. So they're, they're determined at this point that they, they need to just do it. Um, so then you've got this whole scene with their trying to climb over the baggage holds, the baggage holds yeah. um, on the top. Um, so it's obviously a very tense yeah. scene because you're sort of waiting. And also, um, like, how did you get an old lady up there? I know, but like, I'm assuming they helped. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like on the sort of main character side, it's like main character daughter, old lady. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and also they don't show it. And again, it's fine because it's one of those sort of realm believability things where it's like they must have just waited until it was completely dark and then all sort of climbed up within view yeah. very quietly but it's fine you don't need to see that yeah. um like even like you know there's always gonna be something in that yeah you know? they um yeah, you know find a they find a bag like on one of the rails and he like tosses it back to sort of give them a little bit of extra leeway and stuff as yeah. well um and they, again just at the very last sort of second everybody is pretty much through the door into the next cabin when um they come out of the tunnel and it's daylight again yeah. and the only people sort of left in the cabin that have to get out are the homeless guy and the main character um and they're like hidden behind chairs so like the zombies can't see them mm-hmm. but like you know they're getting close they're getting close um and you know they're getting closer and closer and he tries to sort of like gesture to the homeless guy that you know three two one let's just make a bolt for it yeah. and just at the number one the homeless guy steps on an empty can and alerts them but they still make it out i don't think they really no they get through that door so they're stuck in between like two doors so yeah they've so they've that, got to the they've cabin got that closed doors that's once closed um but they're starting to sort of like break through um and then the door in front of them to get through to where everyone else is yeah has been barricaded off by the people in there um so like the the young sports guy has like been keeping in contact with the sports girl in like the survivor cabin saying that like they're on their way and they've got other people with them um you know she sort of says to everybody oh like my friend's coming and he's got survivors whatever and obviously asshole who surprisingly we've not actually talked about an awful lot um but he has he comes into play too much like he so. he has a little bit beforehand like he tell when they're about to stop in the first station he tells the um, oh he says it works for um, is it a chain company something like that yeah and he says that they can't stop he there knows that yeah it's busan's only one yeah and he's like we need to go there we need to go there and even he's like really pushy about like who's like staying in the cabins yeah. and all that sort of stuff and he keeps telling the train driver to go and the driver's like i yeah. can't go until everyone's on the yeah train. and then he even like sort of basically bullies the attendant all the time as well yeah. the only surviving attendant um like just genuinely an asshole typical zombie movie asshole type um but obviously when the sports girl tells everybody in the cabin that the rest there's another group that have survived and they're on their way here um asshole's like no it's not happening they're not coming yeah, in he's like what if they're infected and everyone else in the, that that cabin was fine yeah until the point he's like oh but they'll be infected and yeah she's like but they're not yeah and he's like no no but you don't know they're infected they're not coming in yeah and this is when they start to barricade the the doors yeah they like tie it up with like yeah. rags and stuff so they can't open it and they sort of gag the well not gag they, they cover Hold their, their mouth, their, shut, their mouth yeah. shut so that she can't communicate yeah, and they destroy her phone as well and at this point it's sort of like this is all going on the zombies are breaking through the other door at the back and they need to get through so it gets to the point where the sports guy they just tell him like break the glass yeah just break the glass so he's like trying to break open the glass they're still not letting them through i think he managed to break the glass and they get through but then yeah. everyone they're trying back, to close the next door back, I mean, close the door and they sort of he gets an arm in Still trying to open out, they're trying to close out. Everyone, it's basically this fight between trying to get in and trying to get out. At the same time, you've got the main character and the homeless guy and the buff guy sort of still trying to, you know, fight off the the zombies that are coming in to hold off. And it's sort of this race against time. 
Um, and then you have the horrible scene yeah, where the, scene. The, the buff guy is holding off one of the last doors before yeah. they break through. Um, the main character is actually like trying to help in every yeah. way they can. Um, and he says, like, no, you need to go. Yeah. You, you need to go and I'll hold it. Um, and he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, at this point, the door still hasn't been opened where everyone else is trying to get yeah. through. So he's like slowly as, as the door starts breaking through he leaves to go back to the door they're still trying to get through and the, the buff guy is literally getting bitten like yeah. in every area and still holding off yeah and it even shows you the bit where he actually turns yeah he actually turns but he's still fighting he's still fighting off for them yeah. oh, it's just great it's so great yeah it's really like um, I'll sort of we'll touch on it again probably more towards the end anyway but I mean like um, I think the the real benefit of Train to Busan overall is that the characters are still like archetypes that you've seen in any sort of zombie movie before but it does just enough um layering in terms of like how the characters are how they act and how they behave that it really gives them a real sense of actual like real personality no, yeah 100 i so, think they, they all have great personalities yeah. they don't have to do much like no. um one of the two big characters as well the old ladies and they mm. genuinely don't do a lot yeah, about this like, but you get a feeling enough, yeah. for, for how they are like especially at this scene when this um, scene. buff guy dies yeah. like, it's like it's actually genuinely very sad like oh, it's it like it's one of those things that really hits you and you're it's kind of also like, oh, just it. just before i forgot to say just before he dies his wife's standing in the middle yeah. of the carriage yeah um he tells her to go and she's obviously determined yeah. the main character is trying to get her back with him mm. and he says do you know her kid's name yeah and she sort of nods um, and then that's when she gets taken away and it's it's, it's just really sort of warm like you realise that this guy is genuine and mm, he, he's mm. just wanting to help people and he's only been he's been like the best one since then anyway and even like um, you know obviously the relationship between him and the main character was pretty rocky at the start but um, you know <laughs> in, in a nice little touch of humour um, when they have to sneak through the cabin and they use his phone as like a decoy to lure all mm-hmm. the zombies away in the dark um, when they finally get reunited to that other group and they have to separate very briefly again between two toilet stalls because yeah. the lights come back on or whatever um and the main character says like is that really your ringtone that's really tacky and he's like what's wrong with it like you know and he's also like how do you change it <laughs> yeah 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 of course he does yeah doesn't he um and it's also that kind of like he's actually kind of like a dad before he's before he's a dad if that makes sense yeah like, it's he's... kind of like it feels the same way as frank sort of feels in yeah. 28 days it's, um it's, it's the father character yeah he's a big bear and like you know it looks like he'd be just a nice sort of friendly person to have around yeah. uh, and sort of like his loss is like it's genuinely quite sad like it's um there's a good emotional punch in the movie um yeah, especially for yeah the the character that's helped the most throughout this and absolutely been there for yeah. everyone. um so yeah you've got this bit where they're trying to get through um they do get through but um one of the last people left to get through the door is it's it's the nice old lady isn't it oh she yeah she doesn't make it yeah so the, yeah, the nice old yeah. ladies one of the last ones and her sister realizes she yeah. sees her um and she gets bit just before the door closes and you get this scene with the like the other sister sort of screaming you've got everyone at this point going mental being yeah. like get out of here you've got yeah. the wife that's just lost her husband in tears yeah holding on to like the little girl to make sure she's okay you've got the main character screaming at everyone well, punching he, he punches the asshole and um like really goes right and then they get separated and it's like i know it's not in this i have to explain it i guess but obviously he punches the asshole and then they sort of get separated and the asshole's like, oh, he's infected. Like, you know, we have to move him to another part of the carriage or whatever. He's infected. Look at him. Look at his eyes and stuff. And then it, by that point, he's just standing completely still, just looking at him being like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? Yeah. Um, you know, and, but the asshole knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, but even like, I don't even think everybody else in the cabin believes it. 
but they're just kind of like mm, for do. our safety let's yeah. just like you know so um, you've got them literally screaming at all these people screaming at the pregnant lady screaming yeah. at like like everyone the young sports girl as well just going mental being like get yeah. out get like move and like screaming at them and they end up like obviously finally like moving to the back going to their own section and then everyone in this cabin tie up the doors so they yeah. can't get back in and there's this brilliant like I absolutely love this scene because I think it shows you like everything you've got all these people arguing it's been so horrible and they've shunned all these people out this cabin they they didn't try and help them when they were trying to get through and there was literally they were all getting killed off like it's so bad and you have this old lady that all she can see through the glass doors is her sister mm. and I can't remember what does she say I can't remember oh, she says something like not fuck this but it's sort of just like about how horrible these people are yeah and she gets up and she goes towards the door and i think it's the asshole that he notices, he notices he's like stop that door, lady and <laughs> um, doesn't get a chance and she literally just opens the door and lets all these zombies come in yeah. and then everyone that have just left the cabin see see obviously all the blood yeah. and them like getting out and it's sort of them getting their comeuppance yeah literally everybody except two and then the main yeah. characters yeah um i actually like and I can't really remember this bit because are they um mm. it's oh right there's a yeah so like I think it's just shortly before the old lady opens the doors and stuff that um our main character gets the final call from analyst Kim no that's after is that after and this is just after when 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 all these people get killed off oh right he gets another call from the analyst yeah and he seems to think that this all started from a company that they actually worked for yeah again or I I think they gave funding for something I don't know what the difference would be if we were to have watched this like on Blu-ray or DVD if the sort of translation would be a little bit more consistent Mm -hmm. Um, because I think there would be a couple of moments where like I think maybe that wasn't explained properly or maybe it wasn't like translated properly Mm -hmm. Um, there is a little bit of talk at the very start about like um, he tells um, analyst Kim to like sell off all the like stocks or something to a certain group and um, that may be the case but it looks like they may have actually been working for them after all yeah yeah. Um, at this point um, they realise that there's too much debris and stuff in the way of the train tracks and so the driver yeah. says that they're going to have to transfer over to another train on the other side of the tracks yeah um and this is pretty much entering climax territory now mm-hmm. um really good last scene actually there's a lot going on though um and sort of trying to remember the order of it, it's all a bit messy but yeah the... I, think, I think i've got most of it so yeah they have to yeah they get off the train board another train so straight away everyone's sort of everyone that's left really is um trying to get off like all the good people yeah this is when you realise that the asshole was still alive. Oh, um, and he he goes into maximum asshole for the last, like, 15-20 oh, yeah, minutes of this movie. He's alive in a bathroom with one of the attendants. Yeah. Um, so he leaves the bathroom first, tries to scope out how it is on each side of yeah. the, the carriages, which is the best way to go out. He looks out with one of the windows, notices that there's zombies there, yeah. and then says to the the cabin guy... Oh yeah, it's the coast clear. is clear. You go, and this guy just goes out and gets absolutely like annihilated. Yeah, maybe like pushes him into like the zombies as well. And then well. shuts so, like, the doors. Does he shut the door? No, he runs away. No, and then he runs away. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is kind of a, like that's almost like his tactic. Like he sort of pushes the guy into a crowd of zombies to give him the yeah. advantage to run away. Um, obviously, our other our main group of survivors are trying to get to the next train that like the train drivers started on for another line. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the young sports couple sort of end up going through one of the trains and trying to open a door on the other side 
Um, and then just in the background, you can just sort of see the asshole running towards them, and he like just tosses like the sports girl off the train to like get infected herself, and then you know the sports guy has to like basically just deal with the fact that his like sort of lover um, potential romantic interest has been infected now, and he's just getting away scot free. It's fucking awful. I know the yeah the sports guy actually holds on to it. Yeah, he's infected himself because he's yeah. yeah it's a real the asshole, yeah the asshole at this point is just absolutely awful. At this point, everyone else, one of the trains falls... No, there's a train comes down one of the other tracks yeah. on fire um, and it falls into one of the trains that it they're close by um, and it makes a sort of triangular shape Yeah. Um, underneath them. So they're they're trying to work out... I think they're trying to find a way to get through. Yeah. Um, at this point, it has to be, like, underneath. Um, well, it's like the... It's... main character climbs out from underneath the trains... Yeah, and then, he goes through and then something yeah. comes down it's, and... No, the train's already on its side. Mm-hmm. They're trapped underneath and he goes... Yeah, yeah and sorry, the train, through. the wheel sort of falls on top. Yeah, it falls down And he's underneath. trying to lift it up and, so. like, it's just pregnant lady, girl and homeless guy stuck there and obviously all the train windows right above them are just filled with zombies. Yes, yeah, so, um, so it's this horrible <laughs> image yet again, like, the, the bit where they come out of the train station yeah. glass and they're literally against the glass and you can see it breaking. And it's sort of this, this tension towards what's yeah. going to happen so he has to lift that rubble to get them out before yeah. like even the zombies come so in so luckily like he manages to get out um, and the homeless guy says to them like just go, go. Yeah. Um, he sort of holds off some of them so the, the pregnant woman and the child get through um, and then they're trying to get to this other train at this other section yeah the train's already started moving yeah, yeah so they're trying yeah. to get on the train at this point yep um, I can't oh, yeah. what happened to the driver though the oh, home, the driver died. Did the, did the asshole kick him off? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Uh, so the asshole kicked off the actual driver, which you think you would need for a change. I don't remember that. Um, or the the driver just um, gets. I, I don't know. Anyway, the the ass. So the the asshole is now on the train. Yeah. Um, you've got the main character helps get the woman and his daughter on the train, and he jumps on too. Um, at the back. Um, you've got this great bit where it's like the zombies in a triangle yeah, they're trying all running to like up. run towards the train and they manage to grab onto the bottom and then they realise that they can grab over each other yeah. and create yeah again they do this in World War Z, Z but yeah. it doesn't work well no like I think it's it's almost cartoonish the way that it is in World War Z like where they just kind of mount each other so that they can climb over like walls and buildings yeah. and stuff it's almost like a little bit comical but yeah. like the sort of like almost like viral nature of the way that they move like is just a little bit more disturbing in this where like yeah like you know it's just one that manages to latch yeah. on to the bottom of the train and then another one catches on yeah. I don't even think it's a realisation that they are able to do it I think it's just them acting just sort of independently yeah. you know, I think as well the like the, the, the detail on each zombie yeah. makes it so much like World War Z it's literally like copy and paste copy and yeah. paste and that's I think why it looks so weird whereas you actually have everyone well, it's funny that you say that because, um, you know, um, again, I know we said this last episode, we watched um, Day of the Dead. Yep. And, like, you know, for the purposes of this zombie movie, it's fine. The same with 20 Days Later, where it's like the variety of actual zombies is just, like, you know, different clothes and, you know, different sexes mm-hmm. or whatever. And in, in 20 Days Later, there's also the one child in it. Yep. Um, whereas, like, something like Day of the Dead, I'm not expecting every zombie movie to do this, but it's fun when they do, is that. At the climax of Day of the Dead, like how many different zombies were there? There was a clown, 
There was like, oh, yeah, you sorry. know, there was like a clown zombie. <laughs> there was like loads of military people, like regular people. There was a guy in like a butcher's outfit. Yeah. Like, you know, literally everybody from every walk of life yeah. was a zombie in Day of the Dead. I don't expect every zombie to do that, but that's the kind of thing that I kind of appreciate where it's yeah. like, you know, not everybody's a plain clothes, you no, know what I mean? Like, I think I think it depends on your environment as well. Yeah, With yeah. this, it's like obviously in a station, so yeah. people, you know, going about. Like, you've got like Shaun of the Dead, you've got like all the different characters yeah. going about, like from the, a main city. Like, I, th- yeah. I feel like it's easier in a main city to yeah. get the different walks of life and stuff. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's just one of the, I just wanted to sort of no, mention no, it because it's yeah. uh, one of those things it's, I quite like. um, But yeah, no, it's, so it's quite interesting. So by this point the the zombies grabbing on is actually slowing down the train the massive amounts yeah. that, that are on because it's only a one one section train yeah um so the main character he manages to to get them off um and at this point we realize that the the asshole is yeah. the one in the yeah, he's the one driving. Dri- well, not driving the train, but he's in like the driver. Yeah, I guess the cockpit. I don't know if that's what you call. Yeah, uh, he comes out um and. You realise infected. infected. Um, so everyone's freaking out. Um, the the main character says to him that he's infected, and he's like, "No, I'm not infected. I'm not infected. I can't be infected." Um, he's then he starts sort of begging, and he's like, "Please, I need to get to my mum. That's yeah. she's in Busan. That's why I'm here." And you just sort of realise how pathetic, pathetic he yeah. is. Um, he's doing everything for himself, and at this point, where like the main character is like, "No," then the main character and him start fighting. Um. And is it the asshole that bites the dad? It is the asshole that bites the dad. Right. Um, I mean, like, I thought, like, you know, I, I know we've watched this twice now, but, again, it's been quite a while since we watched it the first time that sort of seeing it again was almost kind of like seeing it for the first time again. But I don't remember him being infected at the end. And what I thought was even stranger was when we watched it the second time is that... Yeah, I we don't see, remember being infected. Yeah, we see him in the sort of, like, I don't, cockpit, That's whatever. That's what I keep going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's in, like, the cockpit or whatever, and we see him through, like, the glass um, of the door and we see that he's infected there, and he opens the door, which uh-huh. like almost like directly contradicts the fact that the zombies are intelligent. And I was like, I don't know, because he, again, they sprinkled that... I don't know that, if he's halfway between, yeah, you know, like... Yeah, because they sprinkled that earlier with, like, buff guy, like, still had, yeah. like, some kind of self-control, even yeah. when, like, his eyes went and stuff. Yeah, I but, think like, when, when we, he's just kind of turning, yeah. because he can still talk at this point yeah. as well. Yeah, because when like, we meet the asshole, yeah, like, he's completely, like, visually, he's, like, transformed, yeah. but he's not, like, finished talking yet, but it's almost like he's going a little bit mental, like, he's kind of, like, losing yes. his mind a little bit as yeah. he's talking. Um, so yeah you've got this bit there's basically a fight scene main character gets bitten yeah you manage to fight off the asshole and the asshole's gone now um, he straight away ties himself up um, to a chain to a chain because he knows what's going on yeah um, and he pushes the daughter and this the pregnant woman into the cockpit yeah and he says to her now you listen like you need to listen like this is a break when you need it you use it yeah um, basically going into survival mode yeah. like you have to do this um, and the daughter's begging him not to go and yeah. he's like trying to get her hand off so he can leave because he realises how fast this sort of comes into yeah. action horrible horrible scene oh god yeah um, really heart wrenching especially by this point because it starts with such a rocky relationship for yeah. both of them he's done everything to sort of keep her alive and save her and then by this point he's having to leave he's gonna have to do the ultimate thing to save her yeah yeah um there's also this whole bit earlier and i can't believe i didn't bring it up but um about she has a recital oh yeah yeah yeah. um and yeah she does have a recital yeah um, he watches it on um like his 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 mother 
um, record, well, you know, the girl's it. grandmother recorded it at school, but she didn't yeah. do very well. She, she kind she of like, yeah, she choked um, a little bit towards the end. And, and he, he says to her, what, like, why couldn't you finish? And she was like, and then later on, she says that she she done this long for him. Yeah. And when she seen he wasn't there, she couldn't finish it. Yeah. It's these little bits that sort of come into it. So, she's screaming for him not to go, and it's oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Um. He goes to the the end of the carriage, sort of like right to the edge. Um, and there's, there's another heart-wrenching scene where well, he starts he turning yeah. and he starts having like flashbacks to his daughter being born. Yeah. Um, and the music in this moment is incredible. Yeah, um, it's such a beautiful piece of music. I think the music. bit that gets me is actually just that, um, like, as he sort of like finishes having like the sort of reminiscing about the daughter being born is when like you sort of cut back after the flashback finishes and like his eyes have gone completely white. So it's like that's kind of the last thing that he sees before yeah. like you know. And with the last little bit of sort of like free will that he has left, he like pulls himself off the back of the train. Yeah. Particularly like the moment like where you, you only just see his silhouette leave the back of the train. But it's when he actually jumps off, it's like when the first like note of like this really sad piano song just yeah. kind of kicks in. It's really like, you know, I don't like, like 20 Days Later sort of has a bit of an emotional core, an emotional core as well. But um, Train to Busan really does have such a strong um, center um, to it. 100%. That, like more so than most other zombie movies I think have come out, like, you know, just in terms of like just how likable the characters actually are and mm -hmm. um, just how consistent their sort of development is throughout the course of the actual moment to moment plot mm -hmm. and just how although there are characters that you've seen before and literally just name a zombie movie you've seen these sort of characters yeah. before but they really just give them a like by not even really doing too much like it's not they like they yeah they don't give them well. like massive intricate backstories mm. and to explain to you why it's sad that like the dad is dying and the daughter is living kind of thing it's just I kind think of like it's, it's all down to like the writing for this yeah. is so well done yeah it's just little bits like yeah. sometimes that's all you need like you know i think like going back to the corrupt grade episode i said the same thing where it's like you know the the introductions to upgrading the visible man do the bare minimum to make you sh make you aware that the main characters are real people like yeah. particularly more with upgrade it's just like you know only a few lines of dialogue are spared to let you know that these are real people with like real feelings and like opinions and um, moral centers and stuff and it's the same with Train to Busan where like you know you meet these characters very briefly and they give you the bare minimum but it's just enough to operate on because the rest of the movie is focused entirely on like the survival of these characters yeah. more than the actual characters themselves I feel like as well it's like um, as you say yeah it's one of, I think it's one of the best zombie movies for especially doing this making you feel that way about characters don't get me wrong there's like a lot of other zombie films and I think it's more kind of more comical ones that I feel do that very well as well. Yeah. Not to this extent of Chains of Sand at all. At yeah. all. But um, the heart-wrenching moments I think work better sometimes and I remember it in the Dawn of the Dead remake it, there's a really heart-wrenching scene in that. Um, I'm sure it's for the wife's given birth. Uh, anyway. Um, can't remember because I haven't watched it recently. Shaun of the Dead's a big yeah, one. Yeah. The, I think they managed to, and that's a comedy <clears throat> like yeah. zombie movie, but I think Unless you're really good at writing it in, um, as I say, Twenty Eight Days does it well. Like yeah. there's, but um, Change of Sand does it a whole other level. But the only other ones that come to mind is when it's like a comedy film, and yet again, it is mostly to do with writing. Yeah. Um, and actors. Yeah. Um, actors are obviously a big thing. I think the actors in Change of Sand, every single one is like so good at what they yeah. do. The little girl is incredible. Oh, she's she's great, so yeah. young. Um, I think as well that like Korean films are really good at tugging at your heartstrings mm. they know how to do good yeah. their rom-coms and their like love love stories that's are more your kind of thing 
Yeah, but they they do it so they do it unlike anywhere any, anywhere else. Yeah. They really just know how to make a character so likable, um, and make their story come across well without having to do a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and they've always been good. Like a lot of foreign films do this a lot better because I feel, like in different areas of the world, um, they're a lot better with emotions than, yeah. you know, like Brits and Americans are. Like yeah. they're more open towards these things, and I think that comes out very clearly in their films. Yeah. Um, like take I don't know I've talked about it several times already but like take The Walking Dead for example I mean I have absolutely no um, limits to how much I can really express just how much I absolutely detest The Walking Dead <laughs> and this is from someone that used to really enjoy it no, like I it was a good did, show yeah. to begin with and then it just over time just got really really shit and I think a big part of that problem is that like even people who I know who still watch it now like well over a decade later like I mean what are you doing anyway um, is that they'll always be like, oh, it was so sad when so-and-so died, and it was like, yeah, like, but like, take Game of Thrones, right? You know when a character dies in Game of Thrones, the entire plot changes to that character not being there. Anymore. Yeah, they don't linger on it. Yeah. Like, it's like when well, it's... No, well, not even that they don't linger on it, it's no, just they do bring the it dynamic up. of the characters yeah. and the wor- world will have changed in either a very small way or a very significant way to that character not being there anymore. In The Walking Dead, characters will be sad about a character dying no, yeah. for two episodes and then maybe bring it up a couple of times when they just kind of want to have no. a little sad line here no. and there. 100%, I think that's why Game of Thrones works so well with yeah. the amount of deaths they have yeah. in that is because they don't... Yeah. Like, obviously it's brought up. And yeah. I'm, not say- I'm not saying it doesn't, comple- it doesn't linger slightly, but... No, no characters completely yeah. linger on it. It does. It moves on. You, yeah. you know, you need to move on for. And I think especially with things like the zombie genre, I'm not saying that you you don't need. To, there's usually always one. I think in a zombie film, yeah. there's one kill that means a lot, which is this scene at the end. Yeah. But there's still the scene halfway through with the the, the butch guy, yeah. and there's the scene with the sports guy and the yeah. sports girl, and the the two old women. It's all dis- it's all displayed as tragic. It's just like. little ones, but they do it so well yeah. um, that it just emotionally works so and they don't even the scene with the old lady and her sister I think yeah. does it so well without doing nothing yeah because even like there's before, literally uh, like no t- talking between yeah. there's not a lot of talking between them at all no they kind of like, it's almost there's like they, little, kind, little they kind of almost bicker but it's also because like the surviving one is kind of the bitter one yeah. and the other one is kind of like the nicer one like the nice one gives the little girl like a sweet for giving yeah. up the seat at one point and like even like um you know before the the sort of bitter old lady like opens up the door to let all the zombies in to let her sister in she is kind of talking to herself but she's kind of like talking to herself as if her sister was there and she's still kind of being that sort of bitter yeah, indignant kind about, of self like, she's like oh good riddance or whatever why would you do that of course you would do that like you know yeah. um and even like to that point like you know the dynamic is still there but she's like oh well you know what if it's going to be you then it better be me too kind of thing it's just um, yeah i think the they do it so well and i think it's yeah as i say you wouldn't you don't really get that no i think it is i, I definitely think it is a where an environment where films from is completely different yeah or emotional I'm not saying that like British and American films can't tug on heartstrings, they yeah. can, but it's a in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, like I think with Twenty Eight Days Later or British films, um, when it is a sad scene, it's a lot more gritty and like you know, very yeah. like middle class is usually like a, an environment. It's not really you don't see upper class not being sad and stuff. Yeah, and um, even um like in Twenty Eight Days Later when like, you know, um Jim finds his parents quite dead, it's quite um I don't really know what the word to use is. I, I mean, restrained is probably one of them, but it's also just that, like, I think that's maybe just that sort of 
sense of great British pessimism in a way. Yeah. Where I it's think like, it's very real. We life. just keep it to ourselves. Like yeah, you know, something no, like that happens, we yeah. keep it to ourselves. Like you know, when... especially when it's like they're telling them straight away, like that's it. Like no one yeah. told you that. Get out. Like it's like you have to move on, which yeah. is a very British thing. You keep yeah. your emotions. You're very uptight, and yeah. I think as, as as I keep bringing up, like Shaun of the Dead does it well because it's something that breaks the barrier of especially men mm. showing emotions and yeah. that you you are all right to love your friends never yeah. mind like your partners and your family that's also really just because for comedy you have to be able to be sad to be able to laugh at something yeah no no, like, 100%, yeah. no i'm just saying that but i'm saying this is how british sort of um yeah things work and um, a lot of things in 28 days is once as we say like once a traumatic scene happens it's sugar coated with humor yeah and the next again scene um, yeah, very British thing is British thing is to you you know you laugh yeah. so you don't cry. Um, but anyway, we'll get out the British things. So you, you're literally like <laughs> sorry, I've completely no. It's because I, I started talking about the fucking Walking Dead. No. I hate the Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We won't be doing zombie films the next one, so it's alright. So uh, zombie films for a while with any luck. Um. So yeah, we've got this the the final dad scene, which is so heart wrenching. Yeah. Um, so then you get to the point where. The next bridge tunnel slash tunnel that they're trying to get through barricaded. the train is barricaded, so they have to pull the brakes and get off. Um, the little girl's really struggling, and the pregnant women's really struggling, and they're both sort of holding on to each other really sort of tightly, um, and the pregnant lady's like telling them, no, we need to go through this tunnel because the, the little girl's really quite scared. It's pitch dark, this tunnel. Um, you can see... There's some bodies, I'm sure, yeah. barbed wire. Them and stuff. Jesus, they sort of walk in. Yeah, um, so the little girl's really struggling. The pregnant woman's trying to be like there for her, but at the same time, she's crying, she's yeah. struggling. And at this point, it's like the little girl's trying to be there for her. Just really nice. And then it flips over to the other side of the tunnel. Yeah. Which is one of these things that happens in so many zombie movies. Yeah. Um, I'll get into that in a second once I get to it. But so you've got the soldiers and the army at the other side with barricades up looking through the tunnel and one of them says uh, there's two people coming through so they call sort of I'm assuming their sergeant say like there's two people coming through and he says are they infected and he says I don't know I'll, I'll check you can't confirm visually and he's like I can't confirm visually and that's when the sergeant says right kill just them just kill them yeah um, uh, which as I say they'll bring that up in a minute once I finish this because just by the end um, this is when the little girl starts singing the song that she sung for her dad at the recital yeah which I think is so beautiful um, and it's more so she can comfort the pregnant woman because yeah. the pregnant woman's in pieces by this point yeah. and she's trying to get her to go forward and go on so she's singing this song straight away this is when the soldiers realise oh they're not infected like yeah. this is people that are there and they run straight through to help them this is where the film ends yeah. um, I think it's a really really nice finished scene yeah um, but I know you kept saying you are going to bring it up towards the end are you going to say that because another a lesser movie would either like end with like the soldier just sort of putting his finger just on the trigger enough before cutting to black or like no i just mean that the whole the, this whole um oh it's the army but they don't know that these people are alive they're not infected they're yeah. using a lot of zombie films but yes in a lesser film they would do that yeah. I, <laughs> that wasn't what i was going to say but that's completely true or they'd make it like ambiguous and like yeah. ju- you know again just cut you know, it just before the or they would kill shot. them Oh, yeah, you know, kill you know them, yeah. Um, well, I mean, you, nah. you've got that pessimistic ending, which is the most used one in zombie films, which you've got um, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. It wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the right ending for this movie, though. No, no, um, no, 100%. And, I, you know, like, it's, of yeah. course it's not... Um, yeah, but as I, I can go through a few. You've got, uh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, 
the very very famous scene at the very end where it's your your survivor tries to get out and gets shot down um you've got that's in Shaun of the Dead as well but Shaun doesn't get shot but the bunch of people around yeah. him get shot um you have what else have you got zombie films well it's not a zombie Army. film but you know I'm thinking like the worst ending of all time the mist yeah the mist yeah I was gonna yeah. say yeah um, I mean the they mist. do kill a child <laughs> yeah <laughs> they do kill an infant yeah yeah is it the mist where they're in the car at the end? Yeah. Yeah, and he, he doesn't. He off. doesn't have enough bullets for himself. Oh, and then he's left, and you realise yeah. the army. And, uh, are there. Yeah. There's loads of films where the army either turn up just after they've killed everyone or killed most people, yeah. um, or you have the army turn up and they kill them for them. Yeah. Oh, what's the it's actually also like we just watched it recently. It was Little Monsters has a very similar ending as well. Where yes. They're, they're yeah. trying to get through to the sort of like quarantine oh, line yeah, at the very end, and it's like shoot he them, and singing. it's like the kids are singing Taylor oh, Swift. No, so actually, they don't, yeah. yeah. Oh god, I can't believe we didn't even bring up Little Monsters talking yeah. about zombie films. Highly, highly recommend Little Monsters. Yeah, Little Monsters is really, a good really movie. Good. Yeah, there's a lot of films and um, sort of stuff. I mean, zombie films, especially American ones, are very big for the pessimistic ending. So, as I say, you want Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, you've got. Um, I've not watched the original Dawn of the Dead. Don't judge me. Um, the Dawn of the Dead remake. They get off the boat of the island, or they are still on the boat of the island, and the zombies attack. Yeah. And it's got. Um, Disturb. Yeah, get get down with the sickness. Is that it's the, yeah, it's yeah. the sickness. Yeah, the, the cover the only disturbed Richard song. Cage. Richard Cheese is the singer of Disturbed. Is he? Uh huh. That's the joke. Uh, like someone can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm one hundred percent certain that like the whole f- joke is that the main song for Dawn of the Dead remake was Down with the Sickness, and that uh, the during happy montage in the middle of the movie is sung by a guy from Richard Cheese who sings it in like a cheesy style. But that is just the lead singer of Disturbed just no, singing. It's not. Are you sure? Yeah, because I've seen Richard Cheese live. Oh. He's like a. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, he's like a yeah, like a Frank Sinatra style singer. Oh, okay. He's I in thought, a band. No. Richard Cheese. He's in a Richard Cheese is in a band called Richard Cheese. Yeah, that's so you sure it's just not Richard Cheese then? It'll be Richard Cheese in a band, won't it? Richard Cheese. Richard, and... Right, Richard Cheese and the Lounge Against the Machine. Oh God, that's awful. Your Lounge Band, but no, yeah, no, that's why I was like, what? It's not I, him. I'm sure. I'm sure someone told me that ages ago. No, it's not. It's because I was like, oh no. Um, my God, sorry, that's going completely. But yeah, you have like pessimistic endings, a big thing, and um zombie films and horror films mm. as a whole um, don't get me wrong I love a good pessimistic ending um, god one of the the bad ones though is like Eden Lake that's a proper of a pessimistic ending oh that's true but it's not a zombie film though no but I'm saying like, horror <laughs> right. films in general like, oh, right, yeah. pessimistic endings <clears throat> are a big thing in like horror films yeah. Um, but yeah um, anyway so back to Trains of Assan well there's nothing really to talk about no I was just going to say <clears> it's, um, it's a very well done Especially a well done mon- modern zombie movie. It is, yeah. Not only that, it's a very well done modern film as a whole. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's got so many elements to it apart from a horror film and a zombie film. Um, and I think it brings across a lot of things um, apart from that. Yeah. It's not just a horror film. In the exact same way that Parasite, that won yeah. this year, does so much more than just be a horror film it's yeah. it's, a, it's a big sort of <clears throat> element of people in general yeah um, and I think especially like in this you've got as in most zombie films we're saying you've got an asshole yeah and you've got different people trying to learn either from their mistakes or just be the people that they are yeah um, and I think it's really good and I think both these films are big sort of curbs for the future of zombie movies 
um, especially coming into, as I say, the sequel to Train to Busan's this year. Yeah. Um, and I think because of how well the first one has been, um, I highly, I think that it will be in cinemas worldwide. I hope so, because um, I don't think I'd they want to have. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I know, like... but I don't want to have to wait to see it more than anything. Exactly. Um, the trailer looks great. Um, I kind of dig like the Mad Max approach. It looks like it's going to have. Um, yeah. So I think like the sort of uniquely weird thing about Train to Busan is that it operates more as an enjoyable action movie than it does as yeah. a zombie movie at the best of times. At least the sequences in it that are the most enjoyable are the ones where it's almost kind of like having a bit of a roller coaster ride with it, which it is it's set on a train. Um, and you know, I think that's good fun. Um, and I think that sort of leaning into the apocalypse thing and kind of going all Mad Maxy with the sequel is a good idea. Um, <clears throat> I would also hope that, like, you know, um, maybe two years from now in 2022, as part of like the 20th anniversary of. 28 days later they finally make that third film that has been circulating around for a long time I was, actually, I was just going to bring up when she finished saying that that surprisingly you've not had a British sort of have you had a British zombie film recently? I mean take a pick what's that one that you wanted to watch on Amazon recently and it was like zombies versus carpet fitters or whatever <laughs> or like there's cockneys versus, <laughs> cockneys versus zombies. zombies no I didn't yeah okay okay I mean they do like kind you know, of, uh, you know there's they're, lots they're of them of, but like, they're all yeah I mean more of a, a a serious zombie film if you if you and um, the girl with yeah. all the gifts yeah, yeah which would have been was that 2018 as well no, that no, it was like, uh, no, 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 no. No, before. No, no, it was, that was ages ago. Um, that must have been at least 2016, 17. Are you I sure? Would, I would have said 2015, 2016. See, I would have said it was 2017 like, when I went, grab all the gifts. Oh, no, wait, you might be right. 2016. Of course I'm right. Yeah. Of course I'm right. I didn't think it was that <laughs> old, but no, no, you're fair, yeah. So it is still quite a while. Like yeah. if you think about it, it's still been a fair few years. No. Um, not that, as I say, it's not a huge thing. It's not one of the main elements, um, especially horror film wise, that is sort of British. Um, yeah. Like as in like overly, they don't make tons and tons and tons of zombie films. It's not like a churned out no. thing. And especially, I think with British horror, has really morphed in the past few years. Um, as I said earlier, or in the last podcast. Um, with things like the ritual coming out, yeah, um, it's definitely taken a turn to try and find new elements or even old elements in the sense of um, not necessarily British, but when you've got things like the witch and stuff coming yeah. out, and you've got had the like the lighthouse, um, definitely trying to find different elements that you can use yeah. um, in films rather than going about a generic like slasher film or like zombie film, yeah. Um, but I just thought it would be good to do an episode talking about something like zombie movies, um, especially when we've done like the versus films, which were like based mostly like slasher films. Yeah. Um, probably we will talk about some sort of slasher films. Yeah. Um, at some point. But the reason um, that we do the, do this the way that we do it is that you know there has to be some kind of shared DNA in there somewhere, yeah. and there is a lot in common. Um, well, there's I definitely I think and I think we have actually managed to talk about elements th yeah. throughout this um, this podcast and the last podcast with 28 Days that are quite similar in this. Yeah, even like I knew that when we sort of planned on doing this one we already knew that there was like a sort of surface level kind of comparison to be made but um, actually having watched them and sort of looked at both of them that there's a lot more than I would have actually originally sort of anticipated. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think even when we came to talk about it 
there's there's a lot that you realize yeah. when talking about them sort or of even just down. the way that sort of one influenced the other kind mm-hmm. of thing um or even not so much that you know one influenced the other directly but the way that one being 20 days later kind of inspired the, a whole yeah. a whole new sort of resurgence of things and then sort of for better or for worse created a whole bunch of new um concepts and then that sort of got us to the point where trying to be sam came yeah. out like you know we wouldn't have had running zombies if it wasn't really for 28 days later and if it wasn't for 28 days later we wouldn't have really had the big zombie boom we wouldn't have had the walking dead we wouldn't have had the dawn of the dead remake um and then we wouldn't have had um world war z for better or for worse <laughs> and because of world war z we probably wouldn't have had um trying to be sam but then because we wouldn't have had world war z we wouldn't have had 20 days later if that'll yeah. make you know there's kind of a, you know, a chain of correlation yeah, of course um, I, mean, it's, it's, I mean it's something that people will always sort of go back to is these old sort of films i mean especially when when zombie films sort of started there was a big sort of surge of those sort of films again when they first sort of came out yeah and it does come in sort of elements of it goes away for a bit and then it comes back and resurgence and i think yeah. as we say with 28 days later being the big one that brought it into complete modern day yeah. um, and into modern day film into now until where we are with Change to Passan. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Change to Passan, my s- one of my two favourite films on a train. Another one, Snowpiercer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. That's <laughs> no, no, fine. Um, I agree with that. Um, and as a double feature, I think great. Um, yeah, they were, they've perfectly. worked actually very, very well. Yeah. Um, and you can completely watch them in any order, but I would say... Well, surprisingly, they're almost exactly the same runtime. Yeah, um, I mean, so we find it quite easy watching them back to back. They're really enjoyable. Um, they don't, they don't feel like they're length either. No, um, but as I say, like watching Twenty Eight Days maybe first, just to see when it's sort start of did, off a bit slower. Yeah, when it and when it did resurge into where we are now in the element of change of sand. Yeah, so great. You'd recommend it then? A hundred percent. I'd recommend these movies. It's always good doing films that we sort of both really, really enjoy. Yeah. Um, one because it's enjoyable to watch them back, and two, it's really enjoyable to actually <laughs> talk Hello about again. them. You're gonna say your. Mona recommends them. Yes. Now, before we um sign off, um, do we wanna? Oh yeah. Oh god. Do you know I can't even think of I it. actually can't remember uh, I could give you a guess but oh wait no I was wrong I was hoping it was the next one but it's not so we're talking about video game movies oh yes I'm so excited for this one <laughs> I've been really looking forward to this one no, I thought it was the week after and I was like oh, I'm looking forward to that one it's gonna be then what? we're gonna have to, what the week after that the week after that's um, oh I don't even know how to say it sort of old peeping Tom film Sort of I can't even remember what that was, so I'm gonna look at oh, that oh, yeah. off microphone later. But, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, next week video game. I'm looking forward maybe. to that one. I'm really so looking forward to that. That one. was your choice as well. It was. I am looking forward to it actually too because the the first one we're gonna talk about. Uh, it's I, bad. Yes, I I have not seen it. Have you not? No. This one. I've seen clips of it, but yep. I've not seen all of it. Uh, it's gonna be great fun for me as well because I actually have. Um, probably a moment to spraff on about video game stuff for quite a while before sort of getting into the nitty gritty of actually talking about it so yeah great that's going to be yeah. great fun so make sure to come back in for that one and and uh, this is the second one we actually talk about uh, that week it's a uh, one that i watched quite young and i used to overwatch and overwatch yeah, same. and overwatch i used to overwatch both of them actually <laughs> um until i sort of grew up and realized that i developed a palette um but yeah but i know it should be enjoyable to yeah do that So thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you in the next one. Yep, see you later.